was just excited for the Word of God. And, man. That might fix it. How's everybody tonight? That's good. Can you give me a second to get situated here? So back a few years ago, uh, while I was still in high school, I decided I was going to join the military. So I joined the Army Reserves, and uh, this will lead somewhere. So I joined the Army Reserve and uh, went through everything that you do in the military, all the push-ups, sit-ups, getting yelled at, walked in not knowing exactly what I was getting into other than I needed money for college. That was my goal for going in, the only goal. So in I go the very first day, and I don't even know this guy, and he's screaming at me. Me and my buddy were the first two there, getting screamed at, doing push-ups for no reason. Weeks continue to go by, and you're doing less and less push-ups, but you're getting trained along the way. You're going to classes. You're being tested. We get to fire M16s. We get to throw grenades. We get to shoot M60s full auto. That part was cool. Uh, and growing up in Oklahoma and Texas, it was just part of it, the whole hunting thing and shooting guns. That part was cool. About week eight, this was a 10-week thing, but about week eight, things started changing in our platoon. We started walking different. We started talking different. Our mentality was changing from being on the block, as they say, to being military. We were military-minded now. We were, instead of civilians, we were soldiers. We were being transformed in our mind. Through all this changing, all this talking, all this teaching and everything else, we were being changed into military. So that's what we're going to get into a little bit tonight is the renewing of our mind. Uh, most of us r realize that there is a spiritual realm around us. Jesus talked about it all through there, healing the sick. You can't do that just by yourself in the natural. That's a supernatural thing. So there definitely is a spiritual realm. He, he, in the garden, he spoke with Moses and Elijah. They had been dead for a long time, but he was talking to them. Uh, prayer, the fact that somebody gets saved and they're not the same anymore, that's not anything that any of us can do. That is, that is a spiritual thing that takes place. So in our everyday walk, how are we supposed to deal with this spiritual realm around us what is it you know we know there's angels we know there's fallen angels we know there's God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit we know there's the enemy Satan and things are going on all around us even though we can't see it but sometimes we can feel it and the only way we feel that is through the Holy Spirit uh, Ephesians six twelve. if we could put that up it kind of tells us a little bit about it some of this stuff is something that we've seen many many times but for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places 
Again, this is a renewal of our minds. We're not born knowing about any of this. This, as we give our heart to Christ, this is a renewal thing that we have to, to get through. The Holy Spirit keeps changing us to realize that this stuff is all around us. <clears throat> so, so what do we do with this? How do, how do we cope with this? And, and the only answer is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So when we're, in, well, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, John 14 says, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. I thought that was kind of interesting where he says he is with you. He lives with you now and later will be in you. The Holy Spirit was in Jesus. Jesus was right there with him. Again, it's the whole renewal of your mind. So there's three things that I wanted to touch on. One, and they're all three to do with the, with the Holy Spirit. The first one is, is uh, when we get saved. When the Holy, it's the Holy Spirit that is calling you. God is calling you and touching your heart. And you're feeling those tugs at your heart. And you decide to give your life to Christ. He called you. When you give your life to Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.13 And now you Gentiles, which is us, have heard the truth, the good news that God saves. And when you believed in Christ, he identifies with you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. So when this happens, when you give your life to Christ, immediately you're a new creation. You are no longer, you never will be the same person that you were right before that. Your character starts changing. The way you see things start cha starts changing. Blinders are taken off of your eyes because you realize that there is more to this place, more to the world than just getting up and going to school, getting up and getting a job and working there for who knows how many years, 30, 40 years. Um, there's just a whole lot more to that. And the Holy Spirit is already tugging at you, already talking to you, leading you to where you need to go. Giving you, God has a purpose for each one of us. God was talking about that today. We have a purpose. Some of us don't know what that is for a little while, but slowly it gets revealed to us. We just have to be listening and always seeking, and it will be revealed to us. Again, it's the renewal of your minds. This isn't normal thinking to know that there's a Holy Spirit. There's spirits that we can't see all around us. There's battles taking place in the spiritual realm all the time, and we can't see it, but it's happening. It's a knowledge of knowing that we're supposed to be looking at heaven, at godly things, not worldly things anymore. We're, we're not the same person. We're, not the, we're a different creation. So in that, once you get saved, and this, all these changes are taking place, that's just the beginning of it. Then there's another part. 
and it's called uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of us are familiar with that. <clears throat> in Acts, that's where you start. There's sometimes there's the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit and, and you speak in tongues. You don't know what you're saying, but the Spirit does. The Spirit gives you utterance. In Acts 1, uh, this is where Jesus was saying that the Holy Spirit is coming. He's talking to the disciples, and he tells them, go to Jerusalem and wait. While you're waiting, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Later on, there's a story in Acts 19. We've heard this some time back. And uh, Paul was heading to Ephesus, and as he beached, there was a group of people there. So he just starts talking to them. Never met them before. He just starts talking to them. And they had been saved, but they had no idea what the Holy Spirit was, what that was all about. He laid hands on them, and immediately they were speaking in tongues. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They received power and understanding that they didn't have before. When you, when you get this, when this baptism comes on you, it's different for everybody. Uh, but there is a power and a boldness, there's a strength, there's a faith, there's a willingness and an eagerness for the rest of your life that comes over you that you can't get enough of God. You can't stay out of the word. You're always seeking after him to see, what, what are, Lord, what is going on with this? What is all this about? And it's always go to the word. Brendan taught on this not long ago, get in the word. That's where the answers are, is in the Word. You, you can watch videos, and, there's, and I love watching the videos on, on uh, we just watched one with David Jeremiah and Revelation. It was a really good, <clears throat> a really good study. Uh, you can read different books. I've got a stack of them. Most people do. But, and they, they're just an addition to what we have, the Word. But when you receive that Holy Spirit, when you receive that Holy Spirit, it's a, it's a power that there's no way you can get in the natural. There's no way, nothing comes close to that. In all of that, you have the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7 11 kind of talks about that. So it starts going through all the lists. You get a, a gift of wisdom, uh, a gift of special knowledge. Faith, I get healing, going to the next one, miracles, the power to perform miracles, prophesy, there's, there's several of them, there's a lot of them. You may get all of them, you may get one, and it may change from one time to the next. The Holy Spirit gives you what he needs at that time. That's not something, you know, you can pray, God use me however you want to use me. You get into a certain situation, God, will have your way. Holy Spirit, touch me, use me, however you want to use me. And if you've never dealt any of this, if you've never really spent time pursuing this, this is a, this is a whole mind thing, the whole renewal of the mind. This stuff is real. This is awesome. There's, it's so cool to be able to pray with somebody and they get healed. 
you've never met them before, you're just praying with them, and all of a sudden they're telling you, oh, that pain is gone. All you did was pray with them. That's the Holy Spirit. That's not us. That's the Holy Spirit. Or something, or, or some weird message pops into your head. Or a color. I had one with Adam. I was like, man, I'm seeing a color blue, and I'm seeing a color green. I don't know what that's about. And a couple of days later, we're talking, and he get, he's like, yeah, it, it made sense after prayed on it and kind of did some digging around, seeking. We might not understand what it is, but it's that the Holy Spirit again that gives you the, the want to seek him out, the want to close your eyes and to see what he has for you, and then the courage to step out and look like an idiot. You, most people, uh, if, you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you've never been baptized in that, you see clowns in school. You see clowns in families. We've all got one. My, our family, it's my brother. He's, he's the clown. But the story Scott shared one time about the guy that had to stand in front of a Coke machine. That makes no sense in the natural, stand in front of a Coke machine. But he did it, and it saves a woman from jumping out the window because she was trying to believe that there was a God. And that's what she talked to God about. Had he not followed and listened to the Holy Spirit's leading and had the courage to look like an idiot. So just have the courage. I, I Just have the courage to just do what that leading is. It, it, it might, like uh, oh, Joan said last week, a word of God is almost like a, when he says something to you, it's almost like a feather that is going through your mind. Or, you know, you just, you even wonder, was that God? But the more that you hone in on that, the more you, that you're seeking after God, the more you don't question whether that's God or not. You start recognizing his voice and you just, yes, Lord, and you just start focusing. <clears throat> so I encourage you to dare to dream about things in life no matter what our age it does, there's no limits like Joan said there's no limits on age five, up, in between it doesn't matter God can use you for whatever wherever there's, there's no limits with God Believe whatever, it, even if it doesn't make sense what it is, if you feel it in your gut that that is what God has for you, start seeking it out, spending time with God and believing it. Billy Graham, I bet you when he was 10 years old, had no idea that he was going to be going around the world evangelizing like he has. And the number of people that have been touched by his ministry and God is staggering. Bonky, I, I was reading on him, and it's, I'm not sure if this number is right, but he's credited with like 85 million people that have given their life to Christ. Do you think he had an inkling of what was going to happen when he was 5, 10 years old? 15 even? When he was already starting to minister? No. And just personally, personally, 
I can tell you as little as 15 years ago, I had no idea that I would be in Australia talking to you people, already made a trip to Sri Lanka and been preaching, sharing the word. Never had that dream, never had that idea that this was going to happen. There is no limitations on what God has for you, and he has a plan for each one of us. Scott's here in this place right now, but five years from now, who knows? And that's the same for each one of us. It's huge. Dare to dream, because even if it sounds weird, even if it sounds far-fetched, there's no way I can do that. You can with God. You can with the Holy Spirit. That's the only way we can do any of this is reliance on God and reliance in the Holy Spirit because he leads us in everything. This third part is called the indwelling of the Spirit or the, or the filling. And as we grow, we're always praying and following God. We're seeking God. And the more that we're trusting, which means the Holy Spirit was given to us to lead us as a comforter, in everything so when we're uh, when we're starting our day and we're praying to God however you do it you know maybe you pray in the early morning maybe you're already up having breakfast and jog 10 miles and then you come back and you pray however you do it I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit directly what is your plan for me today where should I go today it's not a just, I'm getting up and I'm going to work, or I'm getting up and I'm going to school, or, oh, I think I'll go fishing today, and that's what, how I'm going to spend my day. Our life is not our own anymore. God created us for a purpose, and that's how we're supposed to live our life, is seeking him and being available because we're his hands and feet. And the only way that we get that is relying on the Holy Spirit and, and believing in him, just listening to him. Uh, Galatians 5 is talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Now this is when you're, some people call this a walk of, a walk of holiness or you know, something like that when you've been at it and, and you're always being changed. There's never a moment that you're not being changed. But it's all about submitting yourself. It's not, God's not going to make you do it. The Holy Spirit will not make you do things. You have to want to. There's a, there's a submissiveness that has to take place. But when these, when these start happening, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. But the very first one that it talks about is love. So in your everyday life, and you're heading out the door, you're going to town, you're going to the store, you're going fishing, you're going to fly a kite, wherever you're headed, you're encountering people that may not be saved. If you're open to the Holy Spirit, if you're feeling that love that only comes from God, that kind of love, you'll start reaching out to people. Because if they don't receive God, we all know what's going to happen. They're going to spend eternity alone without God. Even now, people that are not saved, they're benefiting from the love of God. 
There's joy in their life. There's happiness in their family, babies being born. There's all kinds of benefits that they're having. Even though they uh, don't believe in God, he still loves them, and they're, and they're still benefit, benefiting from that. But if we're not, if we don't have that love in our heart, like what God gives us, and we're not reaching out and touching people wherever it is, then that, that kind of shows us we need a little bit of work. I definitely need work all the time. There's times I've passed up things because, Lord, I don't know if you was talking to me or not. I don't know if I was supposed to talk to that person. Talk to them anyway. Talk to them anyway. God called us to be witnesses. But he doesn't send us out to be, uh, he doesn't send us out unprepared. He gives us his love, which is Jesus. God is love. He gave us his Holy Spirit, and he gave us that power, that boldness, that strength that comes with that so we can complete the purpose that he made us for. And he gave, us a he gave the disciples a commission, but that translates to us. That's to love people. And whatever that looks like, whether it's just praying with them, whether it's putting your arm around them and just hugging them, whether it's healing, if they have something wrong, it says heal the sick. It doesn't say think about it. It doesn't say, well, maybe you can. It just says heal the sick. And then the even bigger one is raise the dead. I, I haven't raised anybody dead. I haven't seen anybody do it. I'm be pretty awesome to see, but and I've heard stories, but I've not seen it live. But it doesn't mean that we can't. But it all goes back to the renewing of our mind. So I want to close with just a bit of encouragement to say, if you are not saved, if you've not given your life to Christ, Today is the day of salvation. When you walk out the door, you don't know what's going to happen. So if you don't know Jesus and you walk out here and you get hit by a bus, there is no second chances. You, you, don't, get to, <laughs> you don't get to beg. You don't get to do anything. You're, that's it. Your time is now. And I'm not doing that as a, as a thing to scare you. I'm just trying to be real with you. You, you don't know when your time is up. If you have not dealt with the Holy Spirit and you want to touch from the Holy Spirit, then I invite you to come, come up and some of us will pray with you. Scott will pray with you. I'll pray with you. Somebody else will pray with you.